Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and puts them on our big list. Uh, this is episode 161. My name is John. With me, as always, is James. Hello, James. Yellow. And Dustin. Hey, Dustin. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Dustin. That's me. Yeah, that's yeah no, actually, no, actually, he, yeah, no, no, he really captured your I voice. fucking nailed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He did get you. Oh, guys, Ninja Turtle sucks. Oh, Trapped in Paradise. Oh, man. <laughs> I love Die Hard. That's all I love. That's it. Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard. You don't need anything else. Uh, okay, before we get into this episode, is there something you guys want to like recommend? Or as I always ask every week, something that we should something we should skip? So let's James, call this, we should change the, We should change the name of this. Let's call this to uh, guys. Tell me something that we should seek or skip this week. Seek or destroy. Seek, That's seek better. or destroy. That's better. That's better. I like that. So James, what's something that we should seek or destroy? Uh, Feel free to give me one of each. Okay. I started watching Samurai Cop <laughs> and uh, I have to say, it's really hard to watch it. I don't know if you've seen it, Dustin. I have not. It's on my watch list. Um, like, it's pretty bonkers. Like, there's some crazy shit in it. But it's just like, I don't know. It's really boring. I think boring. it would be, I think it'd be one of those movies that would be, like, a lot of fun with people. Like, watching it with other people. Yeah. Um, but uh so i don't know i don't know if you want to seek or destroy that i mean it's kind of in the middle seek you it seek and then destroy. <laughs> so we're, we're running into problems with our new well paradigm. that's because you started with me like with i mean <laughs> destroy destroy this fucking movie that we're gonna review <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. i mean i don't know this movie okay guys this movie is not as bad as you're making it out to be oh it's fucking bad it's pretty it's fucking just, bad just We'll Finish get to up. That. We'll get okay. to that. Finish okay. up with Secret We we know where John's gonna stand on this movie. He fucking loves straight it. nines. Loves it. <laughs> Takashi six nines. You watch anything else, James? I don't know. Like I've watched, yeah, I've watched other stuff, but I feel like I've just it's been so fucking long since we've done this that like I don't know what to bring yeah, up it's, or it's kind of weird. I mean, we just we did an episode with the Mighty Nineties guys last week, but yeah. This feel this is like well, this feels like the yeah. first return Across real the pond return in Australia. <laughs> oh God, yeah, those yeah. Australians. Yeah, uh, this is the this is kind of like the first one we're really doing. Like that's just us. Like seems like this is the first real return after a huge. Yeah, break. we we were definitely off too long. I would say, but <laughs> um, gotta get our skills back up to. Yeah, I mean, hockey just started, so I'm watching that, except for I'm not. I'm recording this while hockey aims on, so. Uh, Cucks are losing, I think, right now. <sighs> well, that sucks. Hopefully, I'm doing good in the it's hockey little, pool, which Canucks, I probably am not. Canucks update for our listeners. Yeah, I'm just going to pass it on to you, Dustin. All righty. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll seek. Uh, I did watch a movie last night called Nomad Land. It's kind of a mouthful. Nomad Land. Nomad Land. Um, this is a new movie that's uh, getting some hype. It's probably going to get some awards whenever the Oscars come around. Uh, it's with Francis McDormand. 
and it's directed by Chloe Zhao. She did a movie called The Rider a couple of years ago that I liked quite a bit. Uh, this is a really beautiful, uh, touching movie, but it is it's pretty dreary in a lot of ways. Uh, Frances McDormand is she's um, you know playing in her sixties. Her husband has died from a cancer or something like that, and she's kind of like lives in a van now, and she just sort of travels around and meets different people and she just keeps working at different places. She works for Amazon for a while and then she goes over and just takes work wherever she can get it. Um, and so she's not quite homeless, but she's like sort of like, you know, somewhere in between, I guess. Uh, and it's just sort of about like in America, um, how there's all these people kind of left out in the cold in the economic realities of the situation, especially as they're getting older. Oh, like out in the cold, like they're spies, but like they can't come in. <laughs> no, not quite like that. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah. Just people who are people who are traditional homes, we'll say. So yeah, it's a really good movie, but it's yeah, definitely a little bit, uh, a little bit depressing. I mean, I'll be honest. I kind of zoned out while you're explaining that. <laughs> yeah, this, so, is the most, this isn't a real James movie. I don't so think. I feel like that's a skip. <laughs> that's a destroy for James. That's a destroy. <laughs> we have different seek and destroy. So yeah, I'm going to destroy that one. <laughs> so I have a seek this week. It's a, uh, it's a podcast from uh, ABC podcast, which is the Australian broadcast company podcasts. Uh, Originally, it was called Finding Drago for its first season. Uh, this It's now re, been renamed Finding Desperado. But if you look up Finding Desperado and then go back to the beginning, uh, to the first episode, Finding Drago, uh, it's a podcast where these 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 two comedians, uh, they started this, this, this podcast years ago um, called Blank Something or Other, and uh, they... Blank Slate, it was called, I think. Blank Slate Movie Podcast. Yeah. uh, And they were talking about movies, and they talked about Rocky IV. And one of the hosts of the podcast, uh, while doing research on Wikipedia, came across this line about a a book about Ivan Drago after he, uh, after the movie, like almost like a fan fiction sequel. Okay. Um, And they kind of unravel... Uh, they, they they kind of like investigate like who wrote this book what's this book about and all i can say is that like this wasn't actually a, pu- a published work no all i'm saying is <laughs> go listen to this podcast it's uh it's pretty amazing it's it's, it's really it's a super fun listen it's like it's it's some detective work. It's it's mysterious. It's really really interesting about the guy who wrote this book and whether yeah. he existed or not. Todd Noy, he's Todd a legend. Noy. Todd Noy, he's a legend. Is this like uh, is this like a like an alternate um, identity for Dolph Lundgren? Like did he <laughs> did Dolph Lundgren? You, you just have to listen book? to it. That is really interesting because that's one of the theories. Is oh, that. Wow. That Dolph Lundgren, uh, one of the theories is that like he, he actually wrote the book. Um, so I'm not going to give away w- what they figure out. Um, all I'm going to say is that I think the ending is worth it's <laughs> worth it to listen to. It's 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 awesome. It's such a it's such a great podcast. Yeah, and it's, it's finding so Desperado. Yeah, it's called Finding Desperado. Uh, go listen to the first episode of the first season. Uh, finding Drago. And yeah, I just finished I it today. Be, what do you think, James? 
I, I thought it was fantastic. I It's only seven episodes long. Yeah, and I would say that, let me see if you felt this way. There's episode six or whatever, the second last one. And yeah. you're like, that's it? Yeah. And then, they, and then they come back with another episode. Yeah, which they had to do. Like, and it just like, it's so worth everything. Yeah. The final episode. I just, I just added the first one, so I'll see you. Yeah, see the you final play. episode is so amazing. It, I don't know. I loved it. I really fucking loved it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, so check that out if you like Rocky Four. If you uh, if you always dreamed of having Polly's robot, listen to it. With that, let's jump straight into this week's movie, Honest Thief. Uh, let's figure out: is this an action movie? Uh, what did you guys think? Let's talk about that. But before that, roll the trailer. I've robbed twelve banks in seven states. I have a little over nine million dollars in cash. No one knows who I am. Federal Bureau of Investigation. I want to turn myself in. I want to make a deal. What kind of deal? I hand over all the money I stole in exchange for a reduced sentence. It's important. And what's so important about it? I met a woman. I want to be with her for the rest of my life without lying about my past. Special Agent Hall, this is Special Agent Evans. Where's the money? The man is telling the truth. We can take this money for ourselves. Let's do it. Whoa, whoa, I'm turning myself in. FBI, open up. What exactly is going on? All right, Dustin, this is your pick. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, guys, sorry. So I think I'm going to ask a question that I've asked you more than I've asked myself personally <laughs> or James. Um, why on earth did you pick this movie? Well, you know, I just thought I'd pick something easy and relatively new for us to head back into the new year starting off. And I thought, you know, there was a recent Liam Neeson and that should be palatable enough. I didn't expect it to be great by any means, but uh did not did not foresee it going this wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. These the, in all these post taken Liam Neeson films. Every once in a while, one of them is pretty decent. There's been a few that I didn't that I kind of liked, and then there's been a lot that were just either forgettable or downright shitty. And this one, <laughs> this one might be the worst one for me. Uh, and I see, I look online, and it's got like moderately, av- you know, average reviews. Yeah, I think it's really bad, personally. Like a lot of people, I don't know. There's some people love this movie. Like I put a poll up on Instagram, and people are like they th- they think it's awesome. But you know, I mean, well, I get it if you're like peek. a hardcore Neeson fan. Maybe you just like anything he puts out. I guess. Well, I'm gonna give you a peek into this. I know that you guys came in hot, not liking this movie. Um, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for this film not that i loved it but i'm gonna say it's not as bad as you guys are making it out to be it just doesn't belong and i'm also going to advocate that it it should not be on our list okay possibly one of the most should not be on our list of all the movies we've watched wow i don't Hmm. know there's some there's some good ones on there (laughs) um 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can definitely make the case that it's just a thriller and not an action film. I wouldn't even say it's a thriller. <laughs> what would you I call would it then? I would call this a... Mm, I would call it a middle-age redemption romantic crime film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's, that's... That's where I'll look for it on the shelf. That's pretty middle accurate. Age romantic uh, redemption crime that probably would have done really well if it came out in the late 90s. Yeah, well, that's I what think it, it's, to me it feels like a 90s thriller. There was a lot of this yeah, kind of thing. I wouldn't that. call it a thriller at all. I would say this is just a film, this is just a movie about romantic drama that just happens to have a couple explosions in it and some gunfire. Like, it, it's, you know, like, it, that's what it is. You know, like th- it's while watching it, I couldn't help but think of uh, Russell Crowe's Unhinged while watching it. Because, oh, yeah. because that movie is kind of like a, it's a thriller. It's a, it's like this level of like production, but yet right. he like, he has that presence in that film. Cause like that film is, it's not great, but it it's entertaining at least. I haven't well, seen Unhinged. Yeah, I mean, I, I did watch Unhinged, and I didn't like it very much. But I, you know, it, it at least goes for the jugular a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and Russell Crowe, you at least have Russell Crowe as like a very menacing presence. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, our villain is played by Jai Courtney, who I personally have never cared for anything he's done, and uh, will never forgive him for playing Bruce Willis's son in A Good Day to Die Hard. Right. Hold on, Dustin. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Here's the thing: is that he got paid to make that movie. <laughs> he did. Yet you paid money to watch that movie. I did, and that's why I won't knowing exactly <laughs> what it was going to be. So, if anybody is a is a criminal here, it's you. Oh no! I went with my heart open. To, no, you did. To, you to cynical be ready fuck. and to accept. A no. new Die Hard film, always. Oh, you, 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 yeah, you came on your knees, redemptive to Jesus, saying, just bless me, Lord. W- wash over me with the redeeming grace of, of, of the fifth Die Hard movie. <laughs> That's what I always pray to John McClane, my Lord and Savior. <laughs> um, but he's also been in Suicide Squad, Alita Battle Angel, Divergent, terminator genesis so he should fire um, his agent i think he, yeah that's, i frankenstein you're not taking that money i mean nobody obviously nobody's offering him better parts i mean because he's just he's not very good let's be honest well honestly some of the acting including his acting reminded me of like you know an episode of i don't know what's like a shitty show like an ncis yeah, no, no, no. or I something like, yeah i felt like i was watching a mainstream network like yeah action show like i felt like it was an episode of 24 or something like that yeah like, like it that's wasn't what this good feels like and liam neeson he seemed like exhausted <laughs> like he's like so tired what is this taking nine what we're doing here yeah like there is nothing in the movie to give you the impression of why he should be so fucking exhausted <laughs> I guess it's the guilt. I don't know what it is. Like, okay, it's, so it I, might be he wasn't really into doing it. Yeah, yeah. You think if there's one thing that if there's one thing that Liam Neeson is, is into doing, it's cashing a paycheck. Um, I like Jeffrey Donovan in this movie. The FBI, the good FBI agent who's trying to figure it all out. Yeah, with the dog. Yeah. 
I yeah, liked he, him. He, he's I probably he was, the best part of the movie. He, I, I thought he was great. I like him in actually in everything I've seen him in. I like him in. I, I think he's just has a natural charisma about him or whatever. But like, I just thought he was. I thought he was fun. He, he was good. He's really so, good. so would you say? Would you say in this movie, like he's like the standout performance in this movie that is like the best? I think he did the most with what he had. Yeah. Um, I think Kate Walsh is is good for what she's given. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Nobody's given it much. I think the work. dog think... did a great job. <laughs> the dog was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think okay. Well, first let's just uh, first let's say what this movie is actually well, about. Well, I was gonna say, Dustin, it's you, it's your fucking movie, so you explain this shit. <laughs> a bank robber tries to turn himself in because he's falling in love and wants to live an honest life, but when he realizes the feds are more corrupt than him, he must fight back to clear his name. Oh my god! Yeah. So, I think most of my problems with this movie are from a script level. Like, there's just so many interactions and so many things that happen in the movie that don't feel at all plausible. And, and, you know, when we watch movies, obviously they're rarely realistic, but the way that things are presented to you can help you swallow it way, way easier than other times. Right. And and there's just so many things that happen in this movie where you you can't understand why they're making the decisions they make or why they don't logically understand that another thing's going to happen. For example, Liam Neeson's girlfriend, Kate Walsh, she goes, in the hospital after the FBI guys attack her because they want to make sure she can't be a witness to them Mm -hmm. stealing his money. He's out there running around doing stuff, trying to find ways to get these guys. But it hasn't occurred to him that because she lived, that they're going to come and try to kill her in the hospital. Like somebody has to tell him that. Uh, Yeah, I know. But like, this is, this is the problem. Even with the FBI agents, the FBI agents are acting like they're some undercover NYPD, like trying to like that kind of level of like thought goes into the crime they're trying to do. Like they're supposed to be FBI agents. I thought FBI is supposed to be right. They're next level. Like they're going to yeah. be, and these guys just seem like kind these of guys, idiots. Like they haven't thought this through at guys, all. Okay. Guys, you're, your first problem is thinking that cops are in some way naturally competent. Well, we're not talking about real life. We're talking about the way that we understand things through. I film. know this is probably the most accurate reflect, like reflection of dumb fucking cops I've ever seen. <laughs> like this is just, this is just that thin blue line between cops being good and cops being bad. And I'm not saying that the, the, the blue line I'm not saying who's on either side of that line. I'm just saying that like cops are just criminals who probably weren't good enough to be criminals. They, they weren't smart to enough crim- to be Liam Neeson in and out, the in and out bandit, the in and out bandit. <laughs> I, I, I gotta, I gotta say there is, isn't there like a thing in like the um, home alone where the wet bandits don't want to be called the wet bandits. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I could think of. I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck who wrote this piece of shit um and then even at the beginning though like when liam neeson i mean the whole situation i find completely ridiculous but he's gonna turn himself in because he doesn't want to lie to his love of his life but he's gonna make a deal so he'll he'll give all the money back but then he can only go to jail for a certain amount of time and you know he's banking on her waiting for him which is also absurd but anyway um he he calls the fbi 
to turn himself in and they're just like yeah whatever <laughs> like also, no, we don't have we don't have time to deal with it like whatever like yeah. he calls the guy with the dog like and he's just like that guy doesn't give a shit he's like uh but like, like what Liam, time Liam is this Neeson supposed is to almost, be in i think it's supposed to be modern times yeah. liam neeson is almost 70 years old yeah like he's 68 years old yeah i mean look what like, are we playing at guys like what is <laughs> happening here yeah. You're telling me this 70 sorry, this nearly 70-year-old man has finally found love and is willing to settle down, but he's willing to risk first he's going to go to jail for a few years <laughs> for the next couple of years. This guy's getting pancreatic cancer like tomorrow. <laughs> like he's so old. Like he has no time to go to jail. That's true. What is he thinking? I don't understand why he wouldn't be like, yeah, let's take the money and fucking move away. And that's it. I'll retire from have, the thing yeah, and never bring how it up. We, how about we fuck off to, I don't know, anywhere. Also, based on the conversations that he has with the FBI, they're not looking for him. No, not at all. They have, no. they have nothing on him. What a dumb fuck. <sighs> I mean, this it's been a it's been a year. It's in the yeah. it's in the title, you guys. He's the honest thief. Oh, this yeah. is some right wing bullshit. This there is must, some redemp- this is some redemptive shit. There must be something redemption. with with the title because I keep wanting to say the honest thief, but it's just yeah, but honest it's just, thief. Yeah, there's no the. Isn't there like a the honest something else though? Yeah, I don't know. The but, honest. I mean. Dustin? There's another part where Liam Neeson's on the phone with his girlfriend who he's been dating for a year. So they're pretty close. And he says, oh, yeah, my apartment flooded. And she's not instantly like, hey, why don't you come over here? Yeah. 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 The relationship seems very like like at a distance. Like he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm at this hotel and there's all this stuff I like she goes then when the FBI guys come to steal the money and she goes and talks to them and they're like, Oh yeah, we're friends of his. And he, she's like, Oh really? And then like, they're like, Oh I yeah. Think- Cause he's moving. And it's, she's like, Oh, okay. She just kind of accepts it. Like she doesn't oh. know these kind of details. No, about her fucking I, I, okay. Boyfriend's so life. It there. I think at that point, I think that she's knows something's wrong. Well, yeah, she does. And she's, she's, she's just suspicious. She, you know, I think that she's just trying to like play it cool so she can like suss out what's happening. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't, I don't really get that impression because at first I thought that's what was happening, but then when she goes back, she just kind of seems like she goes back to the office and she's like, well, you know, that was kind of weird, but whatever. Like, she's not calling her boyfriend to be like, hey, like, what? You're fucking moving? Where are you moving? What's going exactly. on? Exactly. Like- exactly. There's so she asked those questions that she knows the answer to to see how they're going to answer. And then she just like goes back and like, oh, okay. Oh, well, whatever. Just back to regular. Like what? You you guys are really giving me, uh, giving me second thoughts about how bad this movie is. Oh, you think it's awesome? (laughs) No, I gave it like four. (laughs) I love this movie. I just don't think it's an action movie. Well, it's definitely not an action movie. I think at the core of this is just like, if I don't look at this as an action movie, if I look at this just as, as like a romantic drama, I'm like, oh, okay. I don't like, buy this it as a romantic drama shit. either, though. Like, to me, like, it's, this is it's a just, 90s thriller. Yeah, it's escapism. No, it's not even... Okay, I think that you're undercutting some good 90s thrillers. I think this is more just like... 
I'm not. I'm garbage. not saying all '90s thrillers are shit. I'm just saying Have there were seen there were a game? lot of there were a lot of <laughs> there were a lot of these kind of movies in the '90s that were just sort of mediocre. See, there's there's a lot of films. moms out there that are looking for that juice they had in the '90s. <laughs> and Liam I mean, Unh- Unhinged gave me the same vibes in a lot of ways. Except I haven't Unhinged, seen Unhinged. Unhinged so was a little. Stop more. talking about it. No, no, we're going to keep time. If it, I haven't seen it, it, it we're going to talk about it. I'm banning it. I'm banning it from the podcast. It was at least willing to kind of go to some of the, the crazy places. Yeah. And so I, even though I didn't overall like it, I have to give it some props in retrospect because. I mean, it's entertaining. They, they both had a very 90s vibe. Yeah. You, you, I mean, I can see how any, someone would be way more entertained by that than a movie like this. I don't know. It's just like nothing feels and like it has any weight to it like everything like we were talking about earlier it feels like a tv episode of like you said james and ncis yeah or uh i don't know um, for some reason i kept thinking of 24 ncis new orleans yeah for sure yeah i don't know if that's a show ncis phoenix <laughs> yeah or, I mean, or uh dorchester massachusetts okay ncis paris texas <laughs> so we're to understand that Liam Neeson's he uh he was a bomb expert. He was, so yeah, he was in, in the, the military. Marines. He was yeah, a he was, hurt, he was, he was a demolitions. Longer. He was a demolitions guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but he also knows how to hotwire a car. Sure. Oh, he's, yeah. That's. He's not a dummy. Fucking army to learn how to hotwire a car. Okay, but everyone knows how to fucking hotwire a car. Come on. Uh, I definitely guys, don't here. know I'll how to hotwire a car. Wire. Give me come over here. I'll give me fifteen minutes. I'll teach you how to hotwire a car. Give me. Is that why they made it like an older car? Because it's easier to hotwire. Yes. Yeah, I think so. You can't hot. I don't. I don't think you can hotwire new cars like that. Okay, so they had enough forethought to think about that plot hole. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the actual action. What there. What there is of it. Okay, falling out the window. (laughs) Yeah, he he gets in that fight with the FBI guy. They go out a window. Yeah. That looks like a backbreakingly good time when they land on that. They land oh, on an awning, Jesus. but it's not like a soft awning. No. <laughs> when he like, fell out of that window, I was like, oh, no. Like Liam, that, Liam, you're, you're 70 not, years old. You Liam, can't be taking not, hits like Liam, that. Liam, you're not getting up. You've got great-great-grandchildren <laughs> at this point. Come on now. Like, I'll, Liam, give, I'll give Liam Neeson. Liam is like, tired because he can't awesome. catch his breath. It's kind of awesome that he can keep putting out action movies or at least what are ostensibly supposed to be action movies at his age. Yeah. Uh, and still people like buy him in the role. And I, and I do, I, I want like, I watch almost all these Liam Neeson movies cause I want them to be good. Cause I like him you, and they're almost never good, but like, <laughs> I think I'll take him. I'll take him any day over Clint Eastwood. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Clint Eastwood's like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clint Eastwood yeah. was just Clint Eastwood was trying like to justify his, his 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 hatred of a black child. Like, at least Liam Neeson is just like I'm just I don't know old. Just point me in a direction and I'll walk. Like he just is like, what do you want me to do today? All right, I'm gonna go forward. Yeah, I mean I don't know. It, so I every time these come out, I almost always watch them. There's probably one or two of them that I've missed, but. Uh, he had one a couple of years ago called Cold Pursuit that was pretty decent. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. See that one? I thought that one that's was pretty fun. One, he's Mr. Plow. His kid is his yeah, kid he's is Mr. killed. Plow. Yeah. Uh, I, but that one had, just, like, it, it had yeah. cooler locations. It had quirky, weird, like bad guys. Is that the one that was shot in? 
That, that was shot in Alberta. Uh, I think, yeah, partly Alberta, and there was some stuff filmed in Vancouver for that yeah, one, too. Yeah, I met but... somebody who, who worked on that on that movie, and they said it was pretty awesome. Shoot. Yeah, and, like, it, I'm not going to say it's some sort of classic, or, or I wouldn't even say it's as good as, like, Taken, but but it was pretty decent. And, like, the drop-off for me from that something like that to this in only a couple of years, obviously we don't have the same directors or writers for all these movies, but I'm just expecting a similar level of quality. Whenever I watch one of these, like it's going to be eh, probably going to be probably mi- pretty middle of the road might be slightly above that. Uh, one I or think two you of them should expect diminishing returns, man. Like once again, <laughs> the guy is 68 years old. He's, yeah, the but leading... he's not the problem, but <laughs> like... he's still, but what I'm saying is that he's given the leading role in a movie that, this should have gone to like a 35 year old. Yeah. But people like, want to see that's Liam. The thing, is that Liam Neeson's. Yeah. He puts but, butts in the seats. And I agree. This came like, out in the for, theater, you guys. I mean, granted for, at a time when no what one I'm saying go, is that for but... this movie, this movie should be about a person who has two years to sacrifice. <laughs> Not somebody who has two years before he has a catheter permanently. I, I like, think he, I think you're supposed to believe he's like, I don't know, maybe in his 50s. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He passes for 50s. What are you talking about? He can barely catch his breath. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. There's a oh, lot of... The guy. I bet you the guy smokes two packs of cigarettes a day still. Like, he cannot get through a scene without, like, having to pause. There's, I, I'm surprised there isn't a scene where he where he puts his hands on his knees, leans over and gives the, the, the one finger, give me a second. I need to catch my breath. This has been a long sentence. Uh, I, I don't think he's that noticeably gassed in the movie. Well, I, I mean, don't think James, so. What do you think? I mean, I do think he's exhausted. I do think he looks exhausted. And I think, I don't know if that's supposed to be the character, but he has those those uh liam neeson scenes you know i feel like him on the phone he's trying to like i don't know he has a him and telephones i don't know it's just a thing there's a thing there and then see the guy no one has fucking taken a call that's been more intense than liam neeson's on a telephone yeah it's just his voice yeah yeah it's a great voice Uh, uh also seeing him like i don't know look depressed or concerned in a vehicle when it's raining mm. i think he <laughs> he's really good at that They're like we need to have one of those scenes yeah so i mean uh, i think he's really good in thrillers and when it gets into action that's great obviously like you said john he's like 70 so maybe uh Maybe you should go well, into I, romantic comedies or something. I've been accused of being a atheist <laughs> multiple years. times on this podcast. Uh, yeah, you're making a good case for it tonight. <laughs> all I'm saying is stay in your fucking lane, right? Oldies. Yeah, except this is the uh, lane that people want him in. Like people I know, keep but he just paying can't to do see it these movies. Okay, so as a as a as a fan of like sports. Like not all sport, you know, some sports. We like sports and we don't <laughs> We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. Care who knows. It's sad when you watch a an athlete that is so far like they're past their prime come out and try to like participate. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? <laughs> when you're like, dude, you need it's to It's hard just... to know when sometimes they, you know, it's time to call it a yeah. day, right? Yeah, yeah, like you're the king. It's just... Yeah, I mean, like, my problem, my problems with this movie are not Liam Neeson. I, I, no, if they're, he, if they're he keeps not. making these, I don't think that's a big deal. Like he's no, I, I think you missed what I mean. What I mean is, is that like this movie shouldn't have existed in the in the way <laughs> that it does. Like, well, there should true. not be a sixty-eight-year-old man with almost ten million dollars should not be turning himself into the FBI. In a fucking whatever hotel he's living in, which apparently is fancy. I don't know. I don't live in Boston. But, like, it's just, like, it's just dumb. It's just a dumb context for a movie featuring these characters. Would you not agree? Yeah, but I thought you were the guy who was going to defend the movie. I know. <laughs> fucking so, I, so I, well, The way I defend this film, though, is that it works as not an action movie as, like, I study in a, a, a like a person who's willing to sacrifice something for somebody else. Like this is a person who loves this other person. I will say I I got a little sticker shock when I read that Liam Neeson was 68 years old. That kind of changed my opinion. See, you didn't even know. You bought him as a 50 year old. <laughs> I I thought I thought he was 55. I will admit that. There you go. Um, okay, but uh, that whole the whole like love story. He's in love. Other than him saying, I found somebody that I'm in love with. I just don't really believe any of it. You didn't believe how passionately he loved her? No. Every scene with them was fucking, there was electricity. He doesn't even like touch her. He doesn't even really touch her at all. The whole, all like, love you, gives her a little pat on the arm. (laughs) I was watching the movie yesterday. Electricity on my block went out twice. Uh Power outage. It oh, was, that's the power. That's was, the power. So much electricity, power outage. Yeah. Mm. Oh, like, yeah, from their connection. I see. Oh, I see. oh it's beautiful. Mm. <laughs> beautiful. I mean, okay. she's all like, I love you. And he's all like, me too, babe. Like, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm Liam Neeson. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back, at, back at you. Kid. Well, they have that, they have that scene at the playground at night when he kind of like is coming clean about everything. Yeah. You know, she's mad at him for like five minutes about like lying about everything about himself to her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she's like, well, I still love you. So yeah. And then later after she, you know, she's been hurt and stuff and he takes her to the hospital and then she's like, yeah, wherever you're going, I'm coming too. N- no. He's like, I'm going straight to hell, bitch. <laughs> he lights her on fire. <laughs> And this is like, I don't know. Like everything that happens is just like, uh, okay. All right. Well, I, I mean, I, okay. I don't think there's really, it's, it, is there really much point in just like, I, I want to talk a little bit about the FBI guys because they seem like, I mean, I don't know how competent or incompetent FBI agents are in real life, but in this movie, they are glaringly stupid. Like yeah. first oh, they, yeah. first they, like don't give a shit about him when he's trying to turn himself in then you got these two (laughs) idiots that go along and of course the one guy is sort of he's not really that bad he's shocked by everything that jai courtney's character is doing but he's like he just keeps going along with it until it's like way past like they shoot they they kill robert patrick who's their boss and then at that point the guy who 
he's supposed to later he's like a turn of conscience and he helps Liam Neeson yeah but he didn't decide right when they sh- the guy shoots another FBI agent that it's time to like I don't know it's just nothing nothing in the script level works Liam Neeson falls in that category of aging actors like Bruce Willis and like John Travolta of like straight to video Nick Cage and yeah. other than a few uh, standout so moments here and there you, these days. you say that and I actually will John. come I, I will push back on that is that I feel like Liam Neeson makes less movies and more of them make it to the theater than you know, they all they all go to the theaters that's what, no that's they the don't thing. no they don't look at look at John Cusack Nicholas no, 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 no. I mean, Liam Neeson's movies all go to yeah, the theaters. Like Liam Neeson, I think he makes less of them. Yeah, John Cusack, Nick Cage, Bruce Willis. Those guys all straight to video now, right? Travolta. Yeah, even. but yeah. I think that, that, that Liam Neeson makes better choices. Like he, he somehow has like, I think Dustin kind of alluded to this earlier. Like he somehow has like skipped that and like, kind of bypassed it well i think this i think it is all going back to taken where he did that movie it hit in a certain way where people were like yeah this is what i want to watch this guy do and so that's what he's more or less been doing you know with a few exceptions um since then so i think that's just kind of where he's at but i think as far as it come them all coming out in theaters like he just apparently has a box office draw that those guys don't have anymore I think that he actually does make better movies than them. Well, I'm assuming that most of these movies are better than those movies that they're producing. Cause I mean, I haven't, admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of those straight to video movies. I don't think I've seen any of the straight to video Bruce Willis movies. Yes, you have. Um, You've told me you have. No, I've never seen you any watch of them with your dad. I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of the Nick Cage ones. I've seen, I've seen a couple of the John Cusack. In fact, I saw one with John Cusack and Nick Cage together. <laughs> oh. Hey, um, did we talk about the fact that Nick Cage, sorry, Nick Cage, that uh, Bruce Willis was kicked out of a fucking drugstore in the States? Yeah. Yeah. Because he wouldn't uh, wear a mask. Yeah. Cool, Apparently cool he apologized. Guy. Apparently he apologized and said everyone should mask up. Uh, but yeah, so. I assume that most of these Liam Neeson movies are better than what the straight to video products that we're getting from these other guys. But I don't know. Like, okay. I don't, I don't know that like this movie very much felt like a made for TV thing to me, yeah. even though it did come out in the movie theaters. So I guess the question is like, nobody wants to see what John Travolta did when he was younger. Like, like movies that you say like were entertaining movies or like his peak, right? He, if he's doing the same thing as he's aging, nobody really wants to see that. But it's like Liam Neeson, he does like thrillers and he seems to have found like a good fit with thrillers and he can just continue on doing that. I mean, Bruce Willis, I don't know. I haven't seen any of his new movies, so I can't really. Yeah. I mean, what was the last thing Bruce Willis had that was a theatrical? I mean, Looper would have been one of the last ones, I feel like. Uh, Red 2? Oh yeah, Red Two. That was a really. I don't bad. know. I I am I'm, I'm not gonna look this up. I just, I just don't care enough to. But I did. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's I an did interesting hear conversation about, because there's well, all these what? people that transition to this other sort of stage of their career. Liam yeah. Neeson's still hanging on. What I was gonna say about Liam Neeson is that I I believe that something happened, like when his wife passed away. He I I feel like 
he's he said something years after that about how he just made a choice to just do whatever like it, it, it like i think it kind of broke him and i think that, that he just keeps making films partially to just honestly not think about his wife like he 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 just keeps pushing forward right um so it's like, like a, it's like a keanu situation yeah, from from, from what I remember, and I maybe I'm trying to mythologize him a little bit, but like from what I remember, he when his wife passed, it was like a very like a life ending thing for him, where he was just like, I'm just going to do these things from now on. I'm just going to keep going, moving forward. Well, it's whatever. like look again and again. I'm not I'm not going to hold it against him. Like obviously he's making bank on these things. They're, they keep being released in the theaters. So people want to see him in this part and this kind of thing. And I do too, obviously, because I keep watching almost all of these things. Well, and that's the thing is that, that you're saying is like, no matter how much I like or don't like this, like, I don't like this movie. My opinion of Liam Neeson and my opinion of Liam Neeson is high. Like it, it's higher than it probably should be. It would be for <laughs> anybody else in his, in his position. My opinion of him does not change. He is still to me up here. Like he, he's still. Yeah. I think uh, the movie it's, it's not Liam Neeson. That's the problem with the movie at all. But that, I think that's something that we, if we want to like get around, like like circle this square, this is why his movies aren't like John Cusack's films. Like somehow you guys are right. Like he's he's not like I assume John Cusack's film (laughs) modern. Yeah. I I have no idea. Like, (laughs) okay. I'm just going to say it. Like, He's released like 20 movies in the past 20 years that have gone straight to DVD, like, or streaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, I, I haven't I, seen them because I can't bring myself to be interested in them, right? And that's the thing is that Liam Neeson somehow, something about this man is like, yeah, I'll give you another chance. Of course I will. You're Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Like, he's Liam like Neeson's. Like there's a, yeah, like he is, he literally is Liam Neeson's like from those sketches. Like he's, he's amazing. People people want to see him be badass. They don't care if he's 70. Well, I don't care. Yeah. I think it's because when you think of him, I don't know, for me, I think of taken. That's like the one that stands out for me. So I automatically think, Oh, he's in another thriller. Awesome. Hopefully it's going to be, like take it's gonna be right yeah and that Not, but do you guys, yeah do like, you guys remember do you guys remember reviewing taken like yeah. it, it wasn't that shit hot uh i still liked it quite a bit i mean i don't think it's amazing it but was it, but but it it's wasn't, better than it's better than um, pretty much all the movies he's done since okay like, there, but there's been compare him compare him to uh bruce willis right who has made some of our favorite movies or um <laughs> Like, like, like a, uh, like Death Wish remake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a Mel Gibson though. Who's that also must, that made... must have been Bruce Willis's last theatrical, uh, uh no. glass. Oh, glass. Yeah. 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 So what I'm saying is, though, is that like somehow like he hit a point, he hit like a seven and we're like, I'm going to ride that seven forever. <laughs> Whereas these other actors have been like, this is a 10. Yeah. But now I, now all I've got, but for now you're a one. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I'm never going to check it out again. Right. Yeah. But yeah. that's what it's I just mean. A, it's like just you a just timing can't, thing, right? I, I know, so but weird. you can't believe like Bruce Willis, um, what he did in like Die Hard, right? 
you just it's hard to believe him doing that at his age but if, but if Liam Neeson did it I would be mm-hmm. way more willing to believe it yeah but the thing I find I think with Liam Neeson is that look if um, they put out another Die Hard and Bruce Willis is in it I'm well, gonna yeah, watch you're gonna fucking thing. watch it. I get it. Also, your also fucking James- nostalgia <laughs> jerk off fest. And also, my next pick is gonna be the death. No, the death yeah. history. <laughs> oh fuck! I think with Liam Neeson, his he kind of start like with all these thrillers. He kind of like started in that range of where they're all kind of like it's not a ten. It's like the right. It's like yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, this is pretty good. This is a uh, this is entertaining. Whatever, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. Really fair. So he, he's not he's not falling from a greater height necessarily. Um, so he doesn't he necessarily have to reach for the same kind of. I don't know. So I was gonna actually I was gonna say, uh, Liam Neeson also hasn't said the fucked up shit that Mel Gibson and Bruce Willis have said, but he did say something really controversial a couple of years ago. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He had his moment, just like everyone else. All right, is there anything left to say about Honest Thief? I um, mean, no. I don't I mean, want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> talk kinda, about it too much. I feel like we talked around the movie, but didn't talk about the movie. I yeah, completely I mean, agree with talk, James. We didn't, we didn't talk about the few action scenes there are. Uh, what do you guys think about the way that he finally gets the FBI guy at the end? I hated it so much. The bomb under the I, seat. I honestly, I feel like it's a TV show. Uh, favorite part of the movie is when I, I did like the scene. It, 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 the best action sequence is probably when uh, near the end, uh, the what's the bad guy, the bad FBI agent's name? Jai. Jai Courtney. Agent. Yeah. yeah. When when Jai Courtney is like he's in his like uh, that that uh, uh, squad house or whatever, and uh, they have that showdown, and he takes the the his partner and he shoots him in the back. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best action sequence in the film. Uh, I thought that was that was yeah. that scene was done quite well. I liked how like it was done in a, a, cons- a constrained space. It was pretty interesting. Um, that's the, I think that was the best shot scene in the film. I would say for me, my favorite scene, which is in like one of the worst scenes. So it's, it's not (laughs) my favorite scene is when, um, his house explodes and you get that awesome TV CGI flames. James is completely right. This is NCIS. Uh, oh yeah, no, it looks yeah. even worse than some of that stuff. That, yeah. that part did. Like that, the, was, that was that really stood out for sure. Those those fake flames. Yeah. NCS Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, coming this fall. Yeah, it's NCIS Thunder Bay. <laughs> Thunder Sud- Bay. Sorry, Sudbury? NCIS Sudbury. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. NCIS Sudbury. All right, let's NCIS rate, let's Dawson's rate Creek. All right, let's rate it. Um, can I change my ratings? Sure. You're at four point eight. Oh. I was I, I came in trying to be nice, I think. <laughs> four point eight. Ouch. I fucking love this movie. No, I I just I, I put those in as placeholders and then Yeah, I of all these Neesons that I've seen, I honestly think that I would like this one the least. And I've seen most of them nonstop. The commuter, yeah, commuter was not bad. 
computer was all right. Computer was all right. Like um, unknown, uh, run all night, walk among the tombstones. I like, actually like that movie. Which walk among the tombstones? Yeah, yeah. I thought that one was decent. And like or his, cold, he's like, avenging cold. his kid. Yeah, I think that's the one. His kid sure. gets. <laughs> he's avenging his kid. It's Liam Neeson. Is, is that sure. the one where he's like a he's like a drunk assassin? That's the one where he like. Um, he has some kid help him with the internet because he doesn't know how to use the internet. Yeah, but isn't it the one where and he's like his kid is like in the mob, but he's like an ex hitman? I don't know. That might, yeah, it's that it's either that one or Run All Night, one of those two. Okay. Anyway, James, go. Ahead. James, give us your ratings. All right. So uh, my overall reaction is a one, and my. <laughs> wow, my uh, overall score is a one point six. That is low. Yeah, I, low. I hate it. Yeah, uh, my reaction was a two. Uh, what was my score, James? A two. Two and a two. So you fucking love it. Loved it. <laughs> well, by you guys' measures, I do love this movie. Uh, I gave it a four uh, for reaction, and overall, it's a three point six. A four. <laughs> it's better than fat man so fuck off yeah so this know. is where i want to talk uh, uh there's, there's no, Walton I, goggins alone is makes yeah. fat man okay than this. okay so this movie doesn't belong on our list that's well, my that's statement that's up to me <laughs> no what's, is it yeah, up to you it is yeah. it's up to whoever who brings, brings it um, well okay so so, so <laughs> diff, diff, uh, Regardless of whether it's on our list or not, defend your position then, Dustin. Wait, before he does, um, if you fight to put this on the list, you're off the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I I could not give a shit if this goes on the list. I think that. I think you um, should give a shit though. I mean, like, like, is this, is this, I think people are going to consider it an action movie, even though it really isn't. Um, How though? Like, how would oh, you this is the least because it's so, Liam Neeson and there's shooting in it and there's we argued about we argued about kiss kiss bang bang and this has less action than that. That's true. Yeah, probably around the same, maybe even less. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't put it on the list. That's but, fine. Um, it's on the list, then. but I, I want to see where it would go if it was going to be on the list. The arguing about kiss kiss bang bang though, I feel is like back when I don't know. I felt like there was some kind of integrity to the list. And so you know what? The, you know what the problem is, a, is? a monster that you can't no. control. No, no, no. Here's the problem. And I'm going to back this back, go back. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang belongs in the list in the, because it's in the vein of lethal weapon. Yeah. I that's actually, why it belongs, I actually agree with you. That's why it belongs in the list. I actually this agree movie, with you now. I just feel yeah. like it's like, wow. It's back in, back in the day, it was more of like, Oh no, it has to be like this kind of an action yeah. movie or no action movie. And yeah, now we stopped, we stopped caring. We, <laughs> no, well, that's true. But no, but, but that's because like James Our, is admitting. We've evolved as humans. No, James is admitting at one point he was wrong about it, Dustin. You will never admit that you were wrong about it. I mean, I still wouldn't put it on an action movie list. It's a great movie. It belongs on. <laughs> yeah. Kiss Kiss I mean, Bang Bang belongs on the list because it's in the vein of, 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 of Lethal Weapon. 
Like, that's sort where... of. I think I've, <laughs> yeah, I I think up. kiss kiss bang buddy, bang. And then that's a buddy thing. I think kiss kiss bang bang. I've come to accept it's on the list. It would not be in an action list that I would make. I wouldn't right. put it on an action movie list. But would you put Lethal Weapon? Yeah, because there's yeah. way more action. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dustin. No one's yes. talking way to you. More action. Yes, I would. Okay, so where it would end up? Let's see. It got uh, overall. 2.4 it's down there that's so it fair. it's tied with the delta force that's totally <laughs> this is whether this movie i know it's not great this movie is is not as bad as we're talking we're saying it is i don't it's know a, i was more a, entertained by the delta force and yeah, that i mean it's a fine film i think that we went in with different expectations the delta force is a boring fucking movie oh and man that movie was it has some wreck. it has some good scenes. It has some good set pieces. But it's, it's got Chuck Norris shooting rockets out of a fucking motorcycle. I mean, yeah. I'll take that over this Yeah, while he's looking back, like he's like farting them out of his motorcycle he's aiming, or something. Okay. He's aiming those farts. Can we just say is is this movie on the list or not? No. Yeah. Uh, I I that's so. all. It's not. We're done. Okay. We're done then. We're done. We're done then. <laughs> fucking Dustin. Can we try to drag this on, you cuck. Motherfucker. Uh, all right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, the only thing that we have left to do is to say what we're going to watch next week. It's James's pick. James, what are you picking? Uh, next week, we're going to watch Full Contact. Oh, nice. Chow Yun Fat. Some uh, Hong Kong action. Yeah, I've have never seen, seen it. Movie before? Uh, I've never seen this movie before. Dust of you. Yeah, I've seen it. It's a good one. Yeah, it'll be great. Like, have you seen it recently? Uh, I think I rewatched it a few years ago. Yeah. Oh wait, uh, does this have subtitles? Uh, I would assume so. Yeah. I can't read. So. <laughs> okay. Well, you just tell uh, us what you think the movie's about. <laughs> okay, I could do that. So we're gonna come to you next week with uh, Dustin and I telling you uh, <laughs> the plot of the movie, and James just. Uh, interpreting the emotion of the film yeah it'll be uh, like a picture book yeah I, I like that okay well thank you guys so much for listening um please check us out on our patreon for early access and extra content at patreon.com backslash action underscore action uh our giant list of all of our movies uh is at letterbox.com backslash action action and keep up to date with uh what's going on on our instagram it's the easiest way for you to like see what we're doing check out our uh we, we our weekly trivia uh our weekly uh, fight night um at instagram.com backslash action action podcast and we'll see you next week it's got skies. <laughs>